You right, Si? Stu. You want you want you you want to do a podcast? You know what? <laughs> I think I really do. Why we've not been doing podcasts lately? Just, just to explain, because I think it's better coming from your mouth, not mine. There's a variety of reasons why mm. we haven't. Um, I mean, the first one, quite naturally, go, go on. No, I was going to say the first one. I thought <laughs> first one is that we detest each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and this um, is part of my um, when I was released. Uh, yeah. They said that I need to do some community service, and mm. so when I'm when I'm not dropping off nappies at your house, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I I got to do this, and then I, yeah. What's the other thing? You want to talk about your change of direction? Yeah, we we no longer work together, and that's in many dis- ways we never did. No, that's true. Think about it, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's disappointing. You were my boss at one point. Which was hilarious because that actually lasted for four months until you were definitely moved sideways. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an aside. Um, but I think the real reason that we've not mm. recorded for a while mm. is Ken Bates. <laughs> I want to take mm. you back to Leeds United in Division One mm. and Ken Bates starting his own radio program about mm. Leeds. After he'd mm. ceded control of Leeds, mm. do you remember how hard it was to be a Leeds fan back in those days? The thing was, I, the thing I found really difficult was that there was a sense that um, we went from blockbuster. Mm. Well, actually, we did, the blockbuster is an incredible word to use because we took the trajectory of blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> we, true. Actually, yeah. and I, I, you know. When I when I think back about the history of supporting Leeds United and mm. you know peaks and troughs were pretty shallow for a, a long a long time like at the top, and then we had that incredible kind of like turn of the millennia, um, uh, where we thought we were big time. Yeah, and and I think all the evidence suggested that. Mm. We don't need to go over what happened in the years after that, no. but um, it, it's. I think the footballing world thought they'd got rid of Leeds United. And, and when I had arguments or discussions yeah. about Leeds United, yeah. basically I was roundly laughed out of most conversations yeah. because it was like, well, I don't know why you're talking about it because this will never be an issue for you. And yeah. so what we did was we saw two kinds of football. We watched Leeds mm. um, and felt that inebriation of melancholia that comes with mm. just being depressingly bad and seeing no hope. But then you also had to watch because you were part of a football community you had to watch the Real Madrid's and the you know the scum yeah. and the rest yeah. of it going through those shallow peaks and troughs of being at the top of the game so it was just I didn't feel that depressed during those years because I'd relegated football in my life mm. to a certain to a certain level of just consistent disappointment it was yeah. disappointment on the pitch off the pitch surrounding it in discussions and a lot of people reflect on those times and say, oh, it, what an awful time to be a Leeds United supporter. Right, it was, but it's kind of like saying, what an awful time, What? how bad was the, were the meals in that mental asylum? It's like, the meals are the least of your problems. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's... <laughs> that's that's, that's how I see it. How and bad so, were they, actually? <laughs> mostly potato-based. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. No, um, mushy, mushy, yeah. I, I, I kind of look at it now as like an uncle that touched me. Um, and I think to myself, was it that bad? And everyone's telling me now it's dreadful. Everyone's saying to me that, oh, that was really bad. And I think to myself, <coughs> I think to myself, with a with a modern context, it does feel like that was a terrible place to be. But at the time, it, it felt strange. Even though it felt bizarre, it was strangely comforting in some ways. Make I, I expected nothing. I expected nothing. That's why the 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 Beckford situation against Manchester United is so lauded. Let's yeah. face it, if that happened this season, it would be great, but it would be forgotten about in the next couple of years yeah. if we remain in the Premier League. But that was 
that was uh, someone who had been that, that was like sifting through a turd and finding a ruby and yeah. you, uh, you know it's anyway what was the question <laughs> none of that's usable <laughs> the um no, i'm using well, all of it <laughs> yeah no, and, and you should and we yeah. should the um well, no, what i was thinking of was right hang on wait there confession zone 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 so I was thinking back of watching Leeds when yeah. Lubir Mikulik was falling <laughs> over his own legs, when Rui Marquez was discovering what mm. football actually was, when Trezor Candol was knocking in a few goals here and there in between his gym sessions, and when Kasper Ankergren was seen as our strongest goalkeeping option. Yeah. Thinking back in those days, Ken Bates, Dennis Wise, all of that. And what I was thinking of was, I remember once going for a night out that I was a designated driver and going to a kebab house and getting a buy one, get one free pizza. And the beef mm. was off. It was the meaty yeah. one that I went for. Buy one, get one free, both okay. meat. But the beef was off. But I was so hungry that I mm. just ate it. And I then became so disappointed in myself that I kept eating mm. it and eating it and eating it. Fast forward from that moment to the first time I ever had a Pizza Hut buffet. <laughs> with the ice cream factory as well added the full the full works. uh yeah. bottomless drinks yes the whole thing which which is interesting because you think that's getting your knob out and having a drink which yeah. is interesting because i've yeah. always said to you especially yeah. in pizza they frown on that they look yeah. down on that they don't like you and, sitting um, on the machine with no, my chaps no but <laughs> no. i remember that moment and so that fast yeah. forwards me to bielsa arriving those heady days of when we beat Stoke yeah. 3-1. People were like, what are we going to yeah. look like? Because I had a we had a mediocre preseason, and then suddenly, bam, we're on the world stage. But you know what, mate? Yeah. When I go to a pizza at a buffet these days, mm. I just end up leaving with grease around my face, feeling yeah. like I need to have a shower, and then going home and like eating leaves whilst slapping myself hard on the thighs. Yeah. And that's what the premiership feels like it a little bit at the moment. And I think that's also part of the reason why we've not recorded for two weeks because you proved me wrong. It's not as enjoyable being in the premiership as we thought it was, is it? Well, the thing is, listen, let me tell you something. I, I honestly don't know where to start in terms of when you say enjoyable, one of you can attain enjoyment from different areas, different spheres of supporting football. It's not simply kicking a ball into a net. One of the things that makes me want to smash my face through my screen right now yeah, yeah. is that I'm becoming increasingly irritated yeah. by some Leeds fans. Ooh. Um, no, yeah, ooh, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. We've never um, been. We've, we've, we've actively tried to alienate people from listening to us. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to this now... We're coming um, for you. You, yeah, you I, piece I recommend... of film. What what terrible life. If you're listening to us now, I want you to just yeah. stop and consider something. Yeah. What yeah. low point in your life have you reached mm. that you're listening to Stu and Cy? We're eight minutes and thirty five seconds into this podcast. Yeah. And you have listened to Stu yeah. talking about is... his uncle. You've listened to yeah. me talking about Pizza Hut. And yet you are still listening. I want you to mm. I want you to go to a mirror right now. Yeah. I want you to look at yourself in that mirror and I want you to tell yourself that you despise yourself because that's the start of your healing. Yeah, because even though perceived wisdom says that in an average lifetime there's about 2 billion heartbeats, you have wasted an incredible amount listening yeah. to this. If you, do you mind, if you don't mind my French, rubbish. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, sorry about that, listener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, that, that's the last few gone, so we can talk about these now. But you don't like the so time. some fans. Some fans irritate me, and so what I've done now is I'm I'm on a tirade. I go onto Twitter, and I give you a perfect example today. Cool. Perfect example today. I'm actually just goading people now. I'm I'm openly goading because <laughs> I don't care. So I'll give you a good example. Now I'm a man of logic. I'm a man of rationale. I'm a mm. man of, man of reason. Yeah. I think we need another renaissance when it comes to reason. So today, Patrick Bamford who I very much admire as both a footballer and a human being, yeah. made the antithetical 
observation while I was visiting a school of displaying his feelings about climate change. Okay. Now, these aren't feelings that are specific to him. No. Okay. Um, they're feelings um, that a lot of people have. However, as I pointed out on Twitter, not everyone gets in a McLaren and pops down to Asda for their bread and milk. No. So I put that onto Twitter and I, I, I was waiting for some gammon-based reply. Yeah. Um, um, and it came, obviously, like, ah, what did you want him to do? Walk everywhere. And I'm like, well, I didn't say that. What I said was, if you if you want to talk the talk, then at least walk the walk. Now, he can go out and buy, there's a really lovely Porsche that's come out recently, completely electric, cost you the best part of half a million quid. He can go out and buy that. Not yeah. a problem. I would still make a judgment as a human being from a distance saying, like we all do, oh, there's children starving and this footballer's making, yeah, blah, whatever. But it would be superficial and it would it would relinquish within my own mind yeah. almost immediately. Yeah. But I was making the point that you cannot drive in a McLaren to a school and give a lecture to children about climate change. I don't know whether he drove there, but I've seen that he drives around in that. Basically, it's a Formula One car with a shell, right? Mm. Which probably gets through... Um, my picanto fuel every four minutes. Yeah. I don't have a picanto. Yeah. Two, two miles to the gallon, we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the only point I was making was, I didn't say Patrick Bamford was an arsehole. I didn't say that he deserves to be, you know, put in, uh, have rotten tomatoes thrown at him from the general you don't, you don't said believe was, that? No. What I said was, I think if you're going to espouse a certain value, or, or should I say virtue, you should at least, even if it's a thinly veiled facade, at least have the accoutrement yeah. of someone with those values and principles. Yeah. As opposed to blatantly being, uh, you know, contradictory in your actions. That's all I said. And then they came for me, didn't they? It turned into maybe a walk to Chelsea next weekend. <sighs> well, and mate- all this kind of stuff like, oh, ain't he allowed to buy a car these days? And it's like, oh, throw me. So what I've done is I've, I've just got, I just go on every now and then and you say, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just put it out there. And the thing is, I'm sure some people look at it and think, oh, you know, that's bait or whatever. I'm sure, uh, and you can't say anything about Bielsa, obviously. You can't say anything about the fact that we've squandered 28 million quid on a striker that can't score. You yeah. can't say anything about Tyler Roberts. You can't say anything about, all right, you know, you can't you can't say anything. You can't admire anybody outside of Leeds because then you turn into some kind of reptile that doesn't really yeah. support Leeds. So, yeah, it, that has really gotten to my skin. And, and and as well, like I'm not being funny. I've been trying to buy tickets as often as possible, and the whole system is screwed and corrupt. Yeah. And no one, you know, that we have a very very thick band of glory supporters. Yeah. Um, and that's not me saying people that have different opinions to me that's me that, that that's me saying people that are buy, buying tickets in a ground they've never been to before because we've got a brazilian winger yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah yeah so um, i'm just gonna step down off my pedestal mm. um take my thumb out of my <clears throat> mouth and yeah. uh so that's that's what that's one of my i used to really enjoy almost all supporters even the curmudgeons i would say hey you know come on like but now people... They've been annoying you, haven't they? They've been... <sighs> not getting under your skin. No, but, but no. It's, what it is, is it's, it's sometimes it's, it's knowing something is going to happen, but hoping it doesn't. But then when it does happen, yeah. feeling that sense of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, mate. yeah. yeah. I, li- anyway. Listen, if I understood the social uh, media... Jesus. <laughs> make, it make me gassy. If I, if I understood the social media jungle, the landscape... Oh, yeah. And ever yeah. engaged in it in a meaningful way, I think I would be one of those people that would quite quickly have written a number of things that, were I to ever try to hold public office, would have those tweets or or YouTube comments pasted all over the the the, the problem you've got the is that sheets. they would be substantiated by you with your arse out and pizza. That's yeah, the problem is that it. you would deserve Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just following the instructions. Bottomless yeah. drinks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. the idiot yeah. now? Right, okay. So, so listen, let's um. Should we should we wind some more people up then and have some opinions? Yeah, the thing is, what 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 annoys me is that they act like they're impervious, and then they take they t- they, they challenge you on everything. I, they, and I also 
I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm also still allowed to say stuff that might be wrong. And oh, everyone's yeah. allowed to say stuff that might be wrong. Like, the, some dude says to me, I don't agree with you. I go, okay, fair play to you, son. But, like, there was a time where, in recently where we lost and we, you know, some members of our team went up and hugged members of the opposite team before they got down the tunnel. I, I'm not a big fan of that, personally. I think, right. you know, professionalism is what it is. And if you want me to buy into side before self and the rest yeah. of it and then I need to see a side that is acting like a side and not um, basically like I don't know a, a set of a set of highly paid teenagers performers and teenagers for yeah. that moment in time just to drop the facade so quickly and then ruin yeah my, my intrinsic motivation for wanting to see the other team dead if I'm being honest yeah well the thing yeah. is as well like but you can be wrong so we spent, yeah, yeah, yeah. we spent, um, you know, episode after, you know, episode slogging through our, well, I'll say it, hatred of Patrick Bamford and his wastefulness. <laughs> we admitted we were wrong when suddenly he got to the yeah. Premiership and, and found his boot to the point where we were desperate for him to come on in the last game. And, yeah. you know, truth be told, you called it, he went and scored you know, what was an amazing goal. But we spent we spent a long time, particularly in the championship, saying, why are we pursu- like persisting with this guy? Yeah. He's got 19 okay. opportunities and he scores one and everyone's saying he's amazing. No. Yeah. But then we've, we, we've changed through. But that's, that's not good enough, is it? It's not good enough. Okay, listen. Stop, because now we're just ranting. We're just ranting for the best part of 15 minutes. We're about to enter the question zone and I'm going to fire some things at you and you're going to give me yes, no, and we're going to move on. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's go. How are babies What's more important, politics or family? If there is a god, where the hell is he? How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Is Keir Starmer really the Antichrist? When will Wayne Rooney grow into his ears? What the hell is football anyway? Question zone. Question zone. Question one. True or false? Melier is the best purchase we've made in the past three years. <laughs> you just said you need me to answer yes or no. And you've opened with a true or false question. <laughs> well, is it yes it's or no smooth. or true or false? It's true. Um, Melier is that, that 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 was quite an absolutist kind of point of view. So oh no, ahead. I think I think he's an. Is he our best five million pounds? Yes, he is. He's got a whole career in front yes, of him. Yes, he is. Yes, I he think. Is. Let me. I'm going to say something brave here. Um, <laughs> I think he has earned us more points yes. than anybody else on our team. Rafinha is getting close in terms of points per game, but if you look at the the high profile failures, you could say, or like gaffes. Yeah. Actually, the majority of them have been to do with Melier and Liam Cooper, where League One Liam has gone AWOL, where Chesterfield Cooper has just gone mental, and Melier has deferred to his captain and the leader of the defence and, and has gone wrong. So I don't lay them at his feet. There have been one or two ones where he's miskicked the ball or if he's had a pass back and he tried to skill it out. But that's that very, very small amount. I think, in terms of shot-stopping ability, he looks to me like Hugo Lloris in his prime. Mm. You know, there's that period of time where Lloris just... He just seems to get to everything that should have been going in, to the point where people who scored against him, it was scuffs and it was sort of bundled in and, you know, those sorts of... No one was scoring crisp goals against him, which, you know, you expect to see in the Premiership. Melier is just a different level. That save that he made on the weekend was, it's just ludicrous. Um, you know, and he's, yeah, I think you're right. I think he has saved more points. Rafinha, in terms of points per game, Rafinha has has scored really important goals for us that has gained us a point or three points. Mm. Um, but I think Melier has saved so much more. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I, if he stays with us, and if we continue to kick on as a club, um, then actually he could be. Like, I really wish he. I, I wish. I wish this would happen. I want him to spend his career at Leeds. Now I know the professional game. That's most likely not going to happen. But just something about him. We took a chance on him, 
we gave him the number one spot over Casilla, the nutter. Um, but we also, like, you know, we've made it clear that he is our number one. Because if you look at the goalkeeping purchases that we've we've made since Melier, they've all been under 23s. So, all under 23s. Yeah, yeah. No suggestion yeah. that we're going to go get someone else. Do you remember there was that um, talk that we might get Joe Hart for a little bit? Well, listen, there's the talk about Aaron Ramsey. Is there not? What, Ramsdale? About to be... No, no, no. Aaron Ramsey. What, the, the midfielder? Yeah, that he's being released in January Ooh. and we're in, the, we're in the market for him. Ooh. What do you think about that? Because I'm quite excited by that prospect. That's passionately mine. I don't know if he's... Oh, has it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't <laughs> got my ear to the ground, to be honest. <laughs> no, 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 no. you got your ear to the uh, to the kebab. To the urinal. Um, yeah. No, no. Well, to all, well, from what I've heard, and again, a little bit of internet rumour and the rest of it, but... Apparently he's out of favour. It's at Juventus, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's out, out of favour, looking for a move back. Um, He'd be expensive and, though, because isn't he on something ridiculous like two hundred and fifty grand a week? I think he is there. My my feeling is, for me, that's got a, a, a bit of a whiff of the Barclays about it. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it, in some ways, it would be great. In another way, like I just can't help but feel that it will be sat on the bench for the vast majority of the time, and we'll all be hypothesising about, oh, he could have made a difference against this team. It's like, nah. I think, he, I think he's, I think he's played out a little bit. I don't know. It's not like Bale or someone like that where you think, yeah, all he'd yeah. need is half an hour here and half an hour there. Like he's an industrious midfielder and he's been yeah. an integral part of the team. And I just don't be able to want play him for. No, I, until yeah. he left. I think I think you're right. And actually, if he's at that sort of age, it's like, does he want to have the body transformation that Matthias Click had to go through, for example? Yeah. Like, but but yeah, I think that's a fair point. I also think our ambitions need to be loftier. We're not talking about Odengard. You know, we're not talking mm-hmm. about like James Rodriguez. Ramsey perhaps is someone that yeah he's coming back for his watch but it shows you how if he came back if he came back on 80 grand a week and we would say well let's give him a couple of months and see if he fits in because it might be one of those changing room things where just quite totemic to have him around what would be his and people think that the thing for me would be what would be his point of difference because we've not replaced Pablo no matter how much Bielsa has experimented with Roberts with Rodrigo um, we're trying to play Daniel James up front so that we could put someone else in. Click was never, ever... He was always going to play alongside Pablo Hernandez. He wasn't going to be Pablo Hernandez. If Ramsey could fill that role, then maybe that's that's an interesting proposition. But we need someone who can un- unlock a defence um, that's not Rafinha. Um, Harrison can't do it because he's a great athlete but not really a footballer. Um, Dan James is very, very similar to Harrison, but he's just beginning to show us that little bit of output that we're looking for. Beat the first man, cross that actually meets a person, find a goal here and there. But where's that? Where's the genius? So what? Mm. Like, because I actually don't think Rafinha is the guy to unlock a defence in terms of as part of a system like Hernandez did, because Rafinha is just he's. I would describe him as a sort of raw raw genius in terms of yeah. like he at times doesn't it feels like he does things that he shouldn't do and he gets away with it because he's able to do them and just pull it off and because he's just ludicrous but that doesn't always benefit the team mm. um so but whereas you could pablo the players around pablo hernandez just suddenly played better because they were getting the ball passed to them exactly where they needed it, or they, yeah, he was yeah. directing them forward, or, or he was allowing them to sort of move to other positions because they knew, well, I can still run in this ludicrous direction and he'll probably still find me. Is Ramsey mm. that guy? But it just shows you how desperate we were because we were hoping that Wilshire might come to us as part of his rehabilitation. Mm. We're like, well, mm. Wilshire's better than nothing. And I think Ramsey's probably a step forward from Wilshire, but we're not talking about Rodrigo de Paul. Who's now Atletico Madrid and now forever out of our our gaze? Yeah. You know, we're not talking about these sorts of people. And I know that we've also been linked to a new another striker as well. And it's like, let's not buy another striker and try to make him play ten. Mm, mm, mm. And it's like for me, it's it's just yeah. It's it's I think buying Ramsey would be are you, are another. You, be honest, be honest. Are you where are you at with? tactics and um, substitutions and game management and 
yeah. the general aura around it. Where are you at with that? Well, I, yeah, no, I mean, I still stand by the fact that no coach in world football could get out of the players that we have any more or even close to what Bielsa can get out of our players. He has got a system and he has got a, a, a mentality and he has got a coaching ethic that I think is not just getting out the maximum potential of the players that we have, but perhaps above that. What I'm... My, my question mark isn't about coaching and substitutions and stuff like that. Let's just put aside the Tyler Roberts question. Because, again, one goal and one mediocre performance rather than dross performance doesn't suddenly make him the answer and Bielsa was right all along. Let's just put that aside mm-hmm. for a moment because I think that's where I diverge with Bielsa massively. Uh, Bielsa has done more and gets more out of this than I think anybody else could. What that highlights to me is how different did we look when Luke Ayling was playing up to full speed mm. again, we suddenly looked like a different beast. I, I think we yeah. looked like, and then obviously Ayling comes off and the performance goes right down. We look unbalanced again. Do you know what I mean? And so mm. that tells me that actually recruitment and the sort of the scattergun approach that we've had, our under 23s recruitment has been, has a star, fantastic work, great stuff. But, Everybody could tell you that we needed a really top quality established left back and Junior Firpo hasn't been that guy. We went for the bargain in the hopes that, oh, because he's got Barcelona on his CV, he'll be absolutely amazing. He hardly ever played for them because he couldn't get into Mm. the first team. Um, yeah. And we're, we're seeing that you know we're seeing slight improvements, and we're hopefully seeing a player that Bielsa likes. But but that was still the gamble. I, I think he's probably got the potential to be better than Alioski, but we can't say that he's playing better or even close to how Alioski was playing when he was there. So at the moment, we've got a subpar product that's got the potential to be better. But we don't need potential; we need the results now. Ailing, you know when he's injured, we've not got that. We've, we, so we've not got no. cover, and, and we've not what recruited in the centre. Is that is that the mediocre? players the mediocre uh, the the furpos of the world and to some extent the jack harrisons and the rest of it i feel like they're still even though at times they're poor they're still like bielsa poor yeah if they're in the hands of somebody else i'd be terrified yeah absolutely terrified i I feel like if we had another manager and they they weren't playing well or they were put on at half time, whatever, I think it would just be disastrous. Absolutely disastrous. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that. And that's, that's where we are so fortunate to have Bielsa because Jack Harrison works with Bielsa. Um, Rodrigo, he hasn't worked brilliantly, but we, he's, he's shown flashes of real potential under Bielsa. Um, Shackleton, works well under Bielsa. Ailing works well under Bielsa. Dallas works well under Bielsa. You put them under Roy Hodgson mm. and we, we've got real issues. Um, yeah. my, my real concern is what we do in January because I think that in some ways sends a message to Rafinha and Calvin Phillips and Elan Melier yeah. what we're going to do in the summer. Mm. Because I, like, I, we're not going to sell. I, think, I, think I know what's going to happen. Go on. I think I know what's going to happen. Is that people like me and you sit here and navel gaze over stuff like this? Yeah. But nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And and, and I'm, I'm a bit frustrated about the whole foreshore incident actually because I'm I'm really happy that he's back and he, he's having a he's had a really good couple of games but it's not. <laughs> he's he's got breadsticks for legs and yeah. so. It, it, if the worst should happen, which I think it might do, even if it's in six months as opposed to six, you know, six weeks. Yeah. If the worst should happen, we're back to square one where everyone's going, well, we ain't got a midfield and then people are walking through us. And I think, I don't know. I, I don't want to sit here and say Bielsa's got things wrong. I mean, he shouldn't be put on a pedestal beyond all reproach. But No, agreed. I, someone needs to say to him, this is the Premier League, the best league in the world. I need you to go away and think really carefully about a 25-man squad. Simple as that. Yeah. And if five of those 25 men are under 23s, good, excellent, fantastic. But we need to have not a plan B, 
but we need to stay true to his own stoicism surrounding his plan, which is we need to have plan A, but better. So like for like. But I mean, is, I don't see the problem with that. But this is where he, this is where I don't blame Bielsa because I think there's this rhetoric of oh, Bielsa wants a small squad, Bielsa wants a small squad. Um, I, I don't agree with that because whenever we've identified targets, we've gone for them. Um, so this this sits with Kinnear, Orta and Radziani. And, and so Bielsa, mm. Bielsa at the moment has probably two players in the under-23s who you could bring on during a game who affect the game. So, so in the championship, when you bring your substitution on, what you want is either equal output to when the player who they're replacing is getting tired or a different positional sort of movement so that we can adapt the system to soak up pressure or to put more pressure on. You're not asking mm. for a player to do a like-for-like substitution and to positively impact the game. In the Premiership, it's different. If you look at the benches of the clubs that are doing well, the players that are on the bench that then come on have a point of difference, have like their own unique selling points yeah, compared yeah. to... Yeah. Them. We don't have that. We've got two under-23s that can do that in Geldhart and Somerville at the moment. Um, I, mm. I can't say with confidence that the rest can do that. And so, well, apart from anybody who replaces Liam Cooper, but but like, you know, the, the whole thing is like, that's not Bielsa's fault. And so like mm. Bielsa's bringing on a player in the premiership, the expectation is that player doesn't just match what the players coming off has done, is they bring a point of difference that unbalances the defence, that that sort of mm. re-win, re-wins that, that midfield battle. We've not got that. And so that for me is is a squad depth issue. To the point where actually, like, it's a ludicrous amount of money that I'm suggesting that we need to spend to get to that point, um, and and it's a it's a probably going to be a slow build, but that's why I'm potentially more excited about the 49ers maybe coming in as the majority mm. owners rather than Radziani because Radziani has done really good stuff for our club up until this point, but the stuff mm-hmm. that he's he's done really well. Has, has they've all been gambles they have all mm. been gambles he's rolled the dice and what we've seen a couple of times particularly in the premiership is how unforgiving it is so that when you roll the dice and it doesn't quite work out in the championship sometimes it, it you just get out of it it's fine in the premiership you roll the dice and it's like no it's not great so Forshaw gets injured again and we're up a creek again you know but even if Forshaw's not injured he's not the same as us signing a really decent central midfielder if we'd have signed like a, 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 if we'd have signed for sure for you, you know if we're saying like it's a 23 million pound midfielder if we if we'd yeah. have gone out and bought 23 million and he played like for sure has been playing i know what you and i would be saying well it's great that he's got such good running stats but he doesn't seem to be that creative he's not unlocking situations and defenses and he, he seems a bit lightweight in defense so we'll have to wait and see how he comes. And yet we're lauded with, where's our central midfielder coming in? It was Kinnear, wasn't it, that, that said, well, Forshaw's our midfielder who's coming in. He's like a new signing. It's like, no, he's not yeah. like a new signing. He's like a very broken, biscuit-legged man who's been in rehabilitation for two years and remarkably is able to get around the pitch. But he's not transformed the club. He's not transformed our midfield. We're still really mm. weak in midfield at mm. points. And it takes someone mm. like Dallas to come and like, get involved in the midfield it takes someone like ailing so coming listen, back into the team to like bring just, us um, just just while we're talking about this kind of thing mm. what i would say is this um the rumors on the treadmill are that um bamford's injured again oh, he, he held he held his um he was holding his leg as he uh, at the end of the match um he's not said anything about it i don't know but i think um Calvin Phillips is 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 also injured as well as you saw he was taken off. I think people are saying it's you know five or six or seven or plus weeks for both of them. So we're back we're back in the quagmire, aren't we? And this is it, and we've got foundational players who are missing. So for me, there are a couple of there are some foundational players that we we've discussed this before, haven't we? That Bielsa's system is is it's almost like a perfectly tuned. Patrick Bamford sports car in that if if <laughs> if one spark plug is slightly off kilter or if the cam belt is just a millimeter off the run, the 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 runway you can see how the mechanic uh off, off the run of where it needs to be yeah. um 
then the whole thing doesn't work. For me, I think we've got some key foundational components. Calvin Phillips, we don't work without Calvin. Urente, we don't work without Urente. Bamford, we don't work without Bamford. Because for a long time this season, you and I have both been talking to each other, we just haven't looked like we're going to score a goal in open play. Like no, we just haven't. No. And the thing is, it's very easy to have selective memory. Yeah. But, you know, everyone, I don't care who you are, everyone was talking about, we just can't, you know, and even even when we won, you know, with that final kick of the match, uh, where Rafinha penalty, like we didn't look like we were going to score. No. We just didn't. No. And the, um, the thing it's, is as it's well, terrifying. Like, the thing is as well, like, Ailing is an interesting one for me as well. In the actually, I think he's become a foundational player. He started off this season clearly injured, and and yeah. obviously he's had that time off. And because I was getting really worried, because I was like, "Wow, Ailing is not playing well at all mm. at the start of this season." But obviously he was carrying this injury. Um, Ailing comes back, and I know he's had to, he's gone off again. <laughs> mm. um, but he he came back and genuinely like we looked we looked different. We've got players who are growing into foundational players. Stroik, mm. I think, definitely is growing in into that role. Um, Rafinha, he, he's an interesting one. He, he, for me, he's like a, a closed system in a lot of ways. Like Rafinha does what Rafinha does, <laughs> um, and occasionally he'll thread a pass through seven players, which will go to one of our players and they'll score or, or have a really good chance. But on the whole, Rafinha is Rafinha, and we just got to enjoy yeah. having him. Um, but there are players who are going to grow into foundational players. I think Geldhart at some point. Um, will be. I think the other striker. What do you make with the the phasing out of Geldhart? I know. I'm a bit. I'm a bit good to that. What I'm really worried about is the fact that Tyler Roberts scored a goal that anybody would score and didn't have a dross game. He he was okay actually. He wasn't amazing though. And this is the thing. Like, and this is what annoyed me about a lot of fans. They all came out the woodwork after after the last game against Brentford and were like, "See, we told you Tyler Roberts was class all along. We told you that you know this it was going to be." This is what I'm talking like, about. This we, is what I'm talking about. We we salvaged a two-all draw against Brentford. They're not even a real yeah. football club. They're not even real people. <laughs> like their their manager. I think I said to you. I texted you, didn't I? Their manager looks like a composite image of every single man who's been um, arrested <laughs> and tried. For sexual offences, like they're, 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 he's of four thousand sex offenders. That's what you get. You get him. Although, ironically, I, I bet he'd be quite high on the list of people to replace Bielsa when Bielsa eventually retires and oh, yeah, and goes to yeah. a monastery. When they get, when they get relegated, at when which they get relegated and people act like that something special happened there. Yeah, yeah. But this is what really annoyed me. It's like Roberts did not transform that game. Roberts was not incredible, but he had an no. okay game. He had the you game. One of thing the Roberts that I that always think. The the one thing I always think. Listen, you know, a lot of water has gone under the bridge, but I keep going back to you know that Crawley game. Mm. I keep going back to the ability we have. And I know it was a cup game, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but. The ability we have, we had a great team out that day. Mm. And I remember thinking, I wonder if we're going to get four or five or maybe even like break a couple of records and we'll get a hat trick. Yeah. And we were just dross. Talking about the cup, we got drawn against West Ham for, on the 8th of January. I don't care about the in, in London. Um, I went onto a West Ham kind of like fan board thing. Uh, just to see what the mood was around yeah. be draw, drawing leads, I think it's an interesting prospect. I think yeah. a, a a smaller team would be really excited yeah. about playing and having those kind of players on their pitch or, or even yeah. turn up to Ellen Road. Um, bar none, all the West Ham fans are like, well, we're going through. Yeah. We're going through. Yeah. Leads are A, terrible in the cup, B, a spent forces year, and yeah. C, our manager will outthink their manager. Which I will I will dispute till the cows come home. Yeah, but that that we can. Dispute. I'm not I'm not banking on us winning that match. Oh no no no. Where, where, no. I, 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 and then West Ham are a force this season. And, and actually, I see something quite impressive being built at West Ham. I don't, I don't think this is a you know Sheffield United in their first season making a charge up the I, I, West Ham have been in and around for a while. And you've just they seen have that, some absolute quality players, like, and the they've got is, their the infrastructure that, sorted as well. Yeah, which and is, the difference is that. The players are actually playing the way they should play Absolutely. and impressing people. Yeah. Um, as opposed to going, who's that fella? He seems impressive. Like there's a big difference between those two things. Agreed. 
Um, they're 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 a seriously impressive side. Um, they'll go through. I don't I don't mind about that because we 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 are still like everyone's like breathing this massive sigh of relief. It's like oh, there's there's six points between us and the relegation places. It's like no, that's, that's, we we should have a mad season. We should yeah. have beat. You know the position that we were in, one nil up. Yeah. We should we we really should have scored three more goals. And this interesting the Crawley analogy is a really interesting one because I think had Bamford been playing, I think mm. had Geldhart been playing, had anybody apart from Tyler Roberts been up front, <laughs> we would have scored <laughs> so Listen, many goals that the game would have wouldn't have been a draw. We so could, that we, we were thinking we're here. heroes. We could sit here and do forty five minutes on Tyler Roberts. I sometimes feel like he is he is victimised quite a bit. Uh, and I'm largely leading that victimization. <laughs> but you're just but explaining what what's is, happening. But it's kind of like having a go at me for being shit at my job when in fact I've been employed. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that, that's, that's my issue with it. That's my issue. Um, yeah. In as much as and, and there, there are also a smattering of people that still are not covering themselves in glory, and he just happens to be one of them. Yeah. Um, we could talk about Liam Cooper, whatever, you know, the, the, we will lose listeners, we will lose followers just by talking about statemented facts about those people. Uh, like Tyler Roberts has scored two goals in 55 games. That's not good enough. Yeah. It doesn't matter what league you're in, doesn't matter what level you're at. I don't want to hear anyone saying, oh, well, but he's young. I'm not bothered, not bothered. There are younger people doing a better job. There are older people doing a better job. There are people that people think less of that are doing a better job. Yeah. There are some people, yeah. you know, it, it just, I, I don't want to hear it. There's no excuse. Like you're either doing the job or you're not. I think you'd do a brilliant job for West Brom now. I think he would be scoring yeah. 15 goals a season, if not more. In the championship. Um, I don't wish him any harm. Yeah. And the way I described it to you the other day, when he scored, he scored a champ- a League One goal against a Championship team. Yeah, and, exactly. and so yeah. I'm 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 distinctly unimpressed. Yeah, and of course the sycophants on Twitter are all like, "Oh, good luck to the lad. He's had a lot of stick." Yeah, okay, I feel that as well. Still don't want him turning out next game. So it's like, yeah. Um, should, should we turn it positively though, <sighs> on a positive sense? Yeah, isn't it great to see Dallas back in full pomp? Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, he yeah, yeah. has found his mojo again. And actually yeah. seeing Dallas literally everywhere on that pitch from left back or right back or central mid or whatever yeah. is just... And again, he's another player. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say he's foundational, but he's sort of... He's that link man that he every so often makes a tackle that stops something from happening or makes the he's pass kind of a bit that stops of like, something. Yeah, he, and I, I get the feeling with his personality in the team as well that... When he doesn't play well, just by pure kind of footballing osmosis, yeah. like other people are down and yeah. not. When he doesn't find the pass, when he misses the tackle, I get the feeling that other people kind of quiver a little bit. And yeah. you know, now, listen, what I do want to do is this. Um, I just want to talk about the near future. Mm. So for me, like those two goals that came in against us at the weekend were were a big deal because of what the runner we're about to go into. So as it stands right now. Um, we are currently on um, 16 points. We are we are two wins ahead of um, ahead of the relegation zone, if that's any measure of success. But and listen to this very carefully. I know you know the fixtures, but I just need you to ingest this a little bit. Mm. Chelsea, we're gonna we're gonna make assumptions. We're gonna make assumptions. So I'm gonna go through. Feel free to chip in. Yeah, zero points. Yeah. Followed by Man City three days later, zero points. I'm I'm going to say zero points with a slight whiff of maybe we'll catch them unawares. But if their midfield turns up, it could be a cricket score. Yeah. Then four days later, Arsenal at one, home, one point, possibly one point. But even if then, Arsenal play, we, people are talking with confidence that that's our game. We'll get our three points in. Yeah, we've not got a good record against Arsenal recently, and Arsenal, yeah, they're not great, but they're not the Arsenal that we're, we were seeing at the start of the season. But just to be clear, that's three games in seven days. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got an eight-day wait for Liverpool at Anfield on the on Boxing Day. Zero points. Zero points. Then we have a very iffy one, which is two days later. We've got Aston Villa at home. 
Now, that's... the thing about that is that comes with baggage. That comes with yeah. what happened with us when we were in, in the championship. That yeah. comes with the fact that Gerard. It comes with it comes with a whole bunch of stuff. I I wouldn't be surprised if we won or lost three 0 Yeah, I think that's frankly. a fair shout with that. You yeah. famously, Nostradamus like, yeah. said that we would go into January in the bottom yeah, three. In the bottom three, I still think. At worst, we'll be on equal points with the top of the bottom okay, three, but I think we'll be. I think we'll be just out. I I think we're not going to get through this unscathed. But I also think so some let, of those other teams can't clear, buy a clear. win. Let's be clear: Chelsea zero, yeah. Man City zero, Arsenal possible one, Liverpool zero. So that's out of four games. Okay, zero points. The other teams around us obviously have easier games. Yeah, but not, then we've got not Aston Villa. hugely easier. No, okay. Then then we've got Aston Villa, which is flip a coin, win, lose, or draw. Yeah. Then it makes the 2nd of January huge against Burnley at home. That has to be a win. It has to be a win, because then it's four points over Christmas, and we're notoriously bad at Christmas. Um, that is an awful run. Now, listen, it's kind of bookended by two games against West Ham, both in London. So we're playing West Ham in the FA Cup and then um, a week later we'll play them again in the league at home. So it's two exact games yeah. against each other. So we could get to the 22nd of January. From this point now, on the 7th of December, we could get to the 22nd of January, feasibly, I would say, with seven more points than what we have now. But that's the sort That's of... mildly terrifying. It is, but at the same time, if you remember what... We're... Do you remember when we were looking down with joy at those guys that just couldn't even buy a point down at the bottom? Yeah. Like we're we're working with different metrics compared to last season and definitely compared to the season before in the championship. It's mm. seven points actually, particularly with that run, mm. is is actually relatively reasonable. Mate, we're on sixteen points mm. and we're in December. Like when you said we're on 16 points, I was like, oh, he's, he's obviously wrong. He's obviously got the tens column wrong. Oh, no, you're right. 16 points is awful. That is not an awful yeah. lot of points at all. And the fact that we are seemingly safe in that we're six points ahead, it is a mental season. But the thing is, those teams below us are more desperate than listen, we are. Newcastle, listen, I'm just going to put it out there. Newcastle will be Arsenal if they're playing them, for instance. You know, Burnley will draw at Wolves. Yeah. Um, Norwich will get a result against Leicester. You know, that's the season we're in at the minute. It's it's all topsy-turvy. Now, I think this might be one of the lowest points seasons yes. ever. Yeah, I think you're right. To stay up. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you're looking at 32 or 33 points to stay up. I think we're fortunate this season. I think we're fortunate that we're having this season, this season, yeah. <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Um, I, I would take seven points and I would think that those seven points would be enough to keep us out of the bottom three. Absolutely. I, and and I, I I just, I don't, I don't see those other teams. I don't see any of them going on a run. I don't see any of them chaining well, inevitably, also, also inevitably, there will be the topsy-turvy kind of, there will be a team below us that go on a run. It just will happen. And and you might want to put your money on Newcastle because as soon as things fall into place a little bit there, they, they do have the propensity to be able to have unbeaten for five games or yeah. you know something like that. Um, so some of the others will sink out of sight altogether. And there'll be a couple that are above us that will sink as well. Um, I said last season that West Ham would fall off the pace. They did. It'd be interesting to see if they do this year. Um can't see i can't personally see them as a top five team but you know you know let's, let's wait and see how that pans out yeah but then there's other spoilers in there like everton you know everton will not get relegated they won't be in the bottom oh, no. five or six they they could be a team that definitely goes on a run i think yeah 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 they've got the players too they've got the players but, and, yeah, they, and so... everton will buy in january this is the interesting thing like everton will buy someone in january yeah, for 30 million um yeah they will. So, so for me the the key headlines for me over this period are we've got mm. these dross runs of games. I think we're going to be coming into the post-Christmas period battered and bruised and feeling a little bit worried looking over our shoulders. Well, I was about to say to you, if I, if I put you in charge, 
Yeah. Okay, and I go right. I'm going to put you now in charge of those next four games. You've got Chelsea, Man City, and Arsenal within seven days of mm. each other. Then you've got a week off. You got Liverpool. Tell me how you'd go about squeezing value out of those four games. Do you think it's a matter of just not getting injured? Do you think it's a matter of pride? Do you think it's if we can get a point here and a point there? Do you try and win games? Do you try and hold back? What do you do? I try to win games. I'd rather... So, look at it this way. The metric will be this. So, so far, out of the, the, the big five games that we've spoken about, we, we've spoken about getting one point, maybe at Arsenal. Yeah? Yeah. So, Chelsea, yeah. Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal, sorry. They're the big four games. We've spoken about maybe getting one point. And, and so, I don't mind if we get if we go out and play in a certain way that means that we lose against man city 6-0 that we lose against liverpool 6-0 that we lose against chelsea 2-0 but we beat arsenal 4-0 because we get 3 points the premiership is all about the 3 not the 1 we can't ever play for a draw um the downside to that is that we play like that and we lose all those you don't games. think there's but any value point, at all in staying unbeaten no but in in those, we're not going to this is the thing can't play for a draw against these teams but also we're not staying unbeaten again like imagine a miracle happens and we draw against every single one of those teams we get four points whereas if we yeah, lose no, I understand if, it on, on I understand it on like a data level but what I mean is do you not think there's more merit getting into January being injury free and having a run where people saying Jesus like the old leads are back no I, the thing is like I would say People would say the old leads are back if we play in an attacking way, lose lose three of them and win one of them in, in using that right. attacking way. I think people would then still be using that that language. The thing that last season proved to us is three points are infinitely more valuable than just the three times one. It's it's the three points yeah, in the context yeah. of, of actually how many points other people are getting. And so there's a strange math that happens in the Premiership that I just, it doesn't happen in the Championship. Like the Championship, it was a march. It was like get those three points, don't lose two points. Get those three points, don't lose two points. Whereas in the Premiership, it's almost like three points, particularly when you're in in the bottom half of the table, definitely in around the relegation area. It feels like it's almost worth five points. It's hard for me to put my my, my finger on exactly why, but there's something so valuable about those three points that it just immediately takes you to a different place. Look at what happened to us getting one point against Brentford and and the mm-hmm. sigh of relief everybody had. Imagine if we had two more points to that and suddenly, we're particularly in this season, we're like, flipping out, that's amazing. Like, I, I, well, I one of the things that really wound me up is that we could have been 11th or 12th on, on Saturday. Yeah, you know. yeah. And I so, mean, Sunday, sorry. so I, if, if I'm in charge, I'm I'm saying no. But what I would also be pushing would be like, I'll tell you what will bring some momentum into the club. I'll tell you what, we'll settle Calvin, we'll settle Rafinha, we'll settle Melier, and and we'll maybe encourage them to stay for that additional couple of years, um, at least next season as well, um, but definitely in the summer, will be go out and spend £35 million on a midfielder. Like, mm. make a mm. statement, knowing that you hate the January market, Knowing that actually in the past we've not done good deals, Melier aside in terms of the January market, go and find someone, yeah. court them, announce that we're back on the stage again and have that person and give them your full backing. Like basically like that's what that's what I would be wanting to do. Um and 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 that's difficult when you've got Bielsa because we bought Rodrigo to be our striker because we didn't think Bamford would do it, and so Bielsa tried playing him at ten, and it's clearly not worked. It's like, but that would be the thing that injects the 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 sort of momentum in the club. We could lose all of those games, get someone decent mm. in in January because Newcastle are going to do that, Everton are going to do that. Yeah. You know, the yeah. teams around us are going to do it. And what have we seen this season? That the teams around us have strengthened where we haven't. We've got four short yeah. uninjured. And we've fallen backwards. Yeah. So I, you know, that that would be what I do. But actually, I'd, I'd take seven points in that run. I think that would be more than enough to keep us out of the top three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. You take seven points. Yeah, I would. I, for me, that's sorry. That's this, seven games. It's seven, seven games. games. One point a game games. this season, as weird as it is, with our six-point cushion, mm. because that's what you need to add to that metric. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk possible, like possible dreamland. 
Like we're not. Can we both agree that we won't get anything against Chelsea, no matter what happens on that day? No. Although they they have slipped up to. Burnley, yeah, we, we won't. They get almost slipped we up at Watford. No, because we're going to play them at their own game, yeah. and we're going to lose. Yeah. Um, we beat Man City last year, and we drew against them as well. We got four points on Man City last year. Yeah. You I know, don't see that happening. Off. I. I I Arsenal, genuinely, Arsenal are a bit of a bogey team of ours. Arsenal are a bit of a bogey team of ours. I see that as our most realistic opportunity. You know what? I actually also think if Salah turns up, we don't stand a chance against Liverpool. Yeah. But if Salah has a bad game or is injured, doesn't play, I could see us doing okay. That was that that for me would be the surprise result. I feel like we've got more oh, okay. of a surprise result in against Liverpool because I also think there's a sense of <sighs> Chelsea have been rocks a little bit recently so they're they're on their metal um, yeah, and they were they were they were quality they they have been absolute quality yeah so. and and Guardiola he he spent an awful lot of money at Man City and I think he he knows that they've got to be on it and actually they've seemed to have found quite a nice balance recently uh, they're, uh, they're an exciting team again they're not the boring team that they became over the last few 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 years and they, they, they've, they've become a little bit anonymous they're yeah. not making headlines every weekend other than just casually winning yeah that's what worries me yeah. whereas yeah. Klopp's getting more erratic mm. and there's been games where he's been complaining about the referee and you know all things like that it just shows I think there's a bit of pressure on Liverpool at the moment that that we could if we have a game where we get an early goal something mad happens we could be the team that the Liverpool fans are like, oh, it always flipping happens against Leeds. Right, okay. But I, okay. I, I again, that's dreamland though, mate. That's dreamland. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll take it as it comes. Um, it, it, there's an, an, one thing I would say, that it comes out every year. Wenger used to do it loads. Klopp's doing it now. The amount of fixtures over Christmas are yeah. really quite incredible. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to the other side of Christmas with some big teams missing players. So that that's for me is one of the only things where I think to myself, Ooh, if we turn up to um perhaps Liverpool or Man City or, you know, or West Ham in the new year. Yeah. Um and they don't have Antonio because he's played every single match so far yeah. this season, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Might be one. Just just out of interest, as we wander into past January into February. It then turns into one of those. Yeah, there's not a lot of games left left in the year, you know. Like when you think it go, then goes Newcastle, Villa, Everton, Scum. <laughs> We've got batches of games, haven't we? Yeah. We've got these batches where yeah. it, 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 I can't believe I'm saying it, but we've had must-win games already this season. What we haven't won, but everyone hasn't spoken about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Brentford was a must-win game. Yeah, um, I and I get carried away with the sentiment that. Um, well, at least we put up a fight, and it's like, but we weren't fighting against Man City. So, if we got two all against Man City, I, I go the fight is what matters, it's yeah. not so much the result. But against Brentford, you, need, you need, you need, you want the quality to matter, not the, not the fight. Yeah, um, mate, I, 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 I don't think we're going to be in the relegation zone. I think we've got enough. I've seen enough optimism. Seeing Aylin back on that right side, we suddenly looked a lot more balanced. The system seemed to slot a little bit more still wasn't perfect still wasn't quite right but Ailing coming back that's good Bamford what about if we've got our injuries though what about if the injuries that I just then then I'm concerned said. then I'm concerned this is it though you can't have two injuries and then no. I'm worried about the centre-back situation well you know, I, I'm not Stroik, Stroik's injured yeah if Stroik and Urente are injured then that's a real worry I, w- I want to see Cresswell play a bit more but I don't want to see him play alongside I think Cooper. he's marked his card a little bit this season after what happened with the under 23s of the day yeah, um, yeah. he got sent off for yeah. a ridiculous situation and, B- and, and Bielsa I, doesn't like that no he doesn't okay listen I want to do two things now number one I just want to do a bit of a bit of a call out there's there's a geezer that's been following us effectively since day dot I, I don't know his full name I think it's Russ because his handle is Russ and then a bunch of numbers mm. but he He's been a faithful. I reckon he's our number one fan because since day dot, he's listened to us and he interacts with us all the time. And he's a really lovely fella and um, proper proper Leeds fan, mm. proper Leeds fan. So I just want to go shout out Russ. Yeah, big yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was it really. That was really. Should we? Should we, I mean, we could. Uh, what, uh, yep. Send him Drink a pen. boost. Yeah, boost. 
drink boost. No, no, I've, got, I've only I've only got three. I've only got three pencils. Ah, fine. So yeah, um, drink boost. I've only got um, shave your nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't you don't need to write anything, do you? you? Don't need to write anything. So yeah, um, nice one, Russ. He, he's listening to us, but what, Russ can't write. No, no, can't read. No, 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 don't don't don't, don't slag Russ off. All oh, right, okay, that's, that's not appropriate. Right. Um, one thing I would say is though, and this was this was really bad because um, um, I mentioned Russ to Harry from Hair Hills. Do you remember Harry from Hair Hills that rang him before? It's like he sounds like Barry from Beeston, but he's slightly more nasal. Mm. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mentioned I it. Yeah, and I, I mentioned three things to him. I mentioned um, Russ. I mentioned um, Tyler Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned um, just the, just just the, I guess the, the, the throwing away the points uh, a couple of times, um, and um, and he he called back and I was out, so he left it. I've got an answer phone from the eighties, so um, he just he just left a message on, on the answer phone. Uh, do, do you want to hear what he had to say? I'm I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, here you go then. Let's Please go. leave your message after the tone. How do, boys? Good to hear you on the airwaves again, my boys, as I've needed to uh, hurt my ears. I've been feeling a little bit calm recently, so hearing your voices has enraged me once again, uh, which has been absolutely fantastic because uh, I'm devoid of emotion in my life. Uh, Ever since the tag came off, I haven't had a reason to live. Anyway, lads, got to have a little chat about Russ. Uh, you mentioned him to me, and when I found out that he seemed to have a little bit of facial hair, I thought, ooh, I could do with a little bit of Ross. But I'm not going to go into that a little bit too much, because again, the, the tag is off, but there are still a few things that I've got to keep away from, and I still like to go down the shop to get my Rizzlers. Uh, honestly, get, don't get me started on Tyler Roberts. What an absolute disgrace. Any Leeds fan who goes online and defends that absolute waste of space, I could get on that pitch, you know. <laughs> I've I've got one lung, and I've got gout in my left leg. I could have scored more goals than that boy. I could have scored more goals than that boy. And then, as well, I don't know what else I want to talk about, really, but I just do want to tell both of you, if I hear you again, if I even see you on the street, I don't care what sort of tag they put on me, I'm coming for you, boys. I'm coming for you, boys. If I never hear from you again, I'll consider it a job done. Anyway, I've got to go to the shop now because I've run out the special brew and the Rizzlers have got wex. I've dropped them on the street. Ta-da, chaps! Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, he's a thinker, isn't he? He's a philosopher. Mm. Talking of which, next episode, we've got our resident not, philosopher back on. Not Big Benji Ferguson. Ben Ferg, The prof. Yeah, B Ferg, as I call him. B Ferg. Sometimes I send him an email, I go, Beeferg, you know what he says? What's he say? Who's this? Who's this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old hey, and, then, and I say to him, hey, you can't, can't come at me with your absurdist nonchalance now. And he says, no, seriously, who is this? And I say, it's, it's me from the podcast. And he says, oh, okay, I thought we'd finish with that. And I said, no, we haven't finished with it. And he goes, well, actually, I think I said everything that needs to be said. And I said, well, I think we need to beg to differ. He says, well, you can beg to do what you want. And then, and then it carries on. Um, but he said he'll come back on, so... Yeah, it's because you you keep saying that you're going to send bags full of your feces to his house well, if he doesn't. This is what's interesting. This is because obviously he's an American chap. So what yeah. I do is I relate to him in the only way that I think he knows how, and I just he lives in a really lovely flat, um, just west of the Midlands, and I just stand outside with a pillowcase on my head and shout obscenities through the window, and um, it, it it hits home. It hits home. Yeah. If you don't want to tune into that, yeah. then what the heck else are you doing with your life? Yeah. So that's that's the next that's the next one that's the next one, and um, we're going to talk about um, fear. I think we're going to talk about fear of failure, mm. the philosophy of the fear of failure. Leads in that as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I often hear these kind of you know long verbose conversations down down the peacock. Um, <laughs> emphasis on P. Mm. Um. But yeah, no, no, no. Um, so we'll have old um, Benji Fergferg on next time. That's how he likes to be called. That's his rap name. And um, and we'll talk about the fear of failure and, and, and how co- uh, communally we commiserate and then anticipate failure and react to it. I think that's a nice philosophical point, wouldn't it? 
Looking forward to it, mate. Yep. Okay. So there's only one thing left to say. Uh, I need to find him. No. Yeah.